Hi, this is Christina Dam, and this is Liberate the Podcast, where we educate, motivate, inspire, and liberate your consciousness. Hi, I want you to know that all of our amazing services are available remotely in the safety of your home, whether that's getting an intuitive reading and hypnotherapy session, and even an energy healing. And yes, they're just as effective remotely as they are in person. So please allow yourself to look up all of our practitioners, see the links below, or just call us to schedule an appointment. We're here for you. And I know that this is a challenging time for all of us, and we're going to get through it together. Hi there. Welcome to another episode of Liberate the Podcast. Today, we get to welcome one of our family, amazing practitioners, Sarah Timms, and she is going to talk all about symbolism, okay? And not just like, you know, symbols and symbols here, but like looking at it at the healing art of symbolism and wherever we go with it. But, you know, there's symbols in tarot, symbols in I Ching, symbols in Reiki. And those are some of the amazing healing modalities that she offers to clients. And so we're going to explore that. Plus, if you check out her rings and her bracelets and everything else, I she constantly is filled and surrounded with symbols. <laughs> it's true. I love them. They speak to me. They do. Look yes, at it. They're like they're my they're... friends. They're my friends. I love it. You know, you. one of my favorites is always this. Like I think the that scarab. was when I first met you. I was like, yeah, so such an amazing ring. Yeah, one of my favorite symbols. And why don't we just start with that? <laughs> that right. symbolism. Yeah, I mean, it's a great symbol. It's the rising sun uh, and the transformations in Egypt. They used the uh, scarab beetle as a symbol of the sun through its different phases, and there were different versions um, of the scarab. Like the rising sun is called uh, Kephra, I believe. Um, and then Ra is the midday sun. I forget what the, the setting sun is right now. But it was formed because the scarab beetle actually pushes this little ball of dung across the earth. And that's what it lays its eggs in. So basically, it's a round symbol of rebirth. Uh, which happens every day with the sun, essentially. Wow. Um, so that's where they got that symbolism. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. And I love those nails. Talk oh, about matching y'all. perfectly. Thank you, thank you kindly. Well, yeah. I like to, l- lately I've been feeling the gold of the sun. Yeah. You know, so. And so I'd love for people to know a little bit about you. Sure. And then why fascination with symbolism and okay. where did that start? Great, you know? yeah. Um, So I guess it started um, with dream symbolism. Um, I was always interested in trying to understand things from below the surface, uh, curious about what dreams meant from early childhood. Um, And then I was a really big fan of the band Tool when I was uh, growing up. I was a teenager and they had like a book list that they recommended and I knew they dealt with a lot of symbolism in their lyrics and so I was introduced to Carl Jung through their recommended uh, reading list wow. and that really opened up the doorway to symbolism. He talks about archetypes and dream symbols and interpretation. Um, so it began in my teens and then I realized um, I was a video artist and a photographer um, I still am, but um, when I first was doing that and learning about symbolism, 
I realized I'd been working with symbols, archetypal symbols automatically and uh -huh. not knowing it, which tons of artists, most artists do. Yeah. Um, and then I discovered the esoteric world um, through the deeply esoteric world of, of tarot and Kabbalah and alchemy through a book that I happened to pick up um, called Alchemy and Mysticism by Tashin. Um, now, was this a book that just like popped out at you or did somebody recommend this it This was a book that um, a neighbor that I had at the time had invited me over for coffee and he had a bunch of books. And he left me sitting alone by this pile of books. <laughs> and uh, I was like, you know, I was curious about books. So I just picked that one up and I started flipping through. And what I saw in there, in addition to all of the beautiful, incredible symbols and engravings and art that go along with the canon of ancient alchemical tradition, um, specifically, I saw a diagram of the Kabbalistic Tree of Life. Mm. And about two years before that, I had a very, very vivid dream of getting this tattoo on my back and it was these dots and I couldn't figure out what it was. And I was like, is it a coffin? Like, I had no idea. But it was so uh, it was so potent um, and felt like a, a visionary experience more than just a dream that really yeah. sticks with you. And so when I saw the Kabbalistic Tree of Life, I realized that the dots that make up the Kabbalistic Tree of Life were the dots that were getting tattooed on my back. Um, and so that right there is a symbol. It's the Tree of Life. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started to understand, oh, the Tree of Life, even in the Garden of Eden, it's a metaphor for what we are. We contain yeah. everything, the, the good and evil. Um, so that's so, kind of... So then it started, it was like, okay, wow. Like I got this this vision in my dream. Yeah. So called to that I'm having it tattooed on. Yeah. And then here it is. And now like I need to dive in deeper. Uh, uh, yes, absolutely. And I come from a, a skeptical background, actually, very uh, intellectual background. And um, I, I shut out spiritualism like a lot of intellectuals do because it doesn't make sense to the rational mind. Mm -hmm. um, and so I ended up getting dragged into a tarot card reading around that time as well. And I had never <laughs> so had, talk to me know, about this. Who drags you into uh, a tarot? My Wiccan friend. Oh, okay. She's like, you gotta, you gotta go get this tarot reading. She was like, you know, I'd gone through a break, a breakup and my job was in like shambles. And she was like, Sarah, I gotta get some supplies. I'm gonna pay for you to have a 15 minute reading. And, um, and I went to that and I was like, oh, you know, I went to a lot of therapy growing up and I was like well this was like six months of therapy because she already knew a lot of my archetypal patterns yeah and the people that I was attracting that were good for me and maybe not good for me um, so that's when I got a tarot deck and like really started putting everything together and then you know that's still what I do all the time I love um, that though. like in both of those things it's like you're you're the universe is kind of putting you on on a path or having you experience something and then that intellectual mind is saying, I need to understand it more. Now yes. I need to dive in. I can't yeah. just, you know, taste something without learning how to cook it. Exactly. Right? Totally. Um, so yeah, I always like to, I always like to test things for mm -hmm. myself and see if they're legitimate. And even when I started reading tarot for a living. Yeah. So where was the, the jump? So you buy this deck yes. and you start, you start learning it and, and being fascinated, I'm sure with all the symbolism yes. as you are. Yeah. And then what happens? Then I start reading for my friends and I'm still working in the video editing world, which is mm -hmm. where I come from kind of technical creative background. And, um, 
I was just getting, I was getting burned out on that. I just wasn't feeling it anymore. You know, I was being called to delve in deeper to the spiritual path. And so I was working this, this job that was just almost had gotten myself out of the video industry. Um, and I knew that I needed to leave. Mm-hmm. A good friend of mine at that point, I had met about a year before. I had been reading tarot just on my friends and stuff for probably like five to six years at this point. Um, and had made a friend who was deeply also into alchemy. Yeah. Um, and that was when a place was opening up on the east side that was new and they needed a lot of new tarot card readers. And she was working there as an astrologer. And she was like, well, Sarah, why don't you just quit your job and be a tarot card reader? And I was like, that's crazy because <laughs> that's totally insane. And she was like, well, what else are you going to do? You're, you're not happy. Like, just come try out. Like, just come do a reading for them and see yeah. how it works. So I just got a let in again. And I was like, I guess I'm going to try this you know, um, and it worked. And I was like, okay, oh, it works. It worked on the owners of this place. Great. <laughs> and then literally I worked at this place for about two years. And I swear for the first year, every client that would come in, I'd be like, is it really, is it still going to work? Like, is it still going to work? <laughs> you know, it took my skeptical mind like a very long time to be like, it works. Synchronicity. You can't explain it. Yeah. It's just working. So amazing. Yeah. And and the validation, I'm sure, when you're getting people coming back, right? Oh, yeah. That's the best. Yeah. It's great. And, and I mean, you shared a little bit about how your first tarot reading. Um, yeah. And you said it was like a 15-minute reading. Yes. But it was like six months or whatnot of therapy. Yeah. And so, you know, what are some of the things that people get as benefits from these things? So, from symbolism or from tarot? From both. From both. Okay, so basically when you look at the symbolic archetypal world um, and you see it through tarot, when you get the cards, you know, you you do a spread, you can determine certain positions in the spread. Say a person wants to know about relationships. So then you're going to pick up on people. You're going to say like, oh, well, this um, king of wands, for instance, wands. So this break down the symbolism. A king is royalty, somebody who has power and is good at something, recognized for it. Wand is creativity, fire, passion, communication. So a king of wands is going to be someone who is helping you in your communication or your creativity. Somebody who's made it probably a little further than you have, okay, Mm -hmm. because they're a king showing up in your reading. If they're showing up upright, they're going to be helpful to you. And so you're going to like, okay, this is a trustworthy connection. Mm -hmm. If they're showing up reversed, for instance, it means there's something wrong with the connection. There's a shadow archetype coming up. Gotcha. Um, and then so what's usually coming up is that you're getting somebody who's non-committal, who doesn't stay present with the fire. Um, so there's kind of the shadow aspect of fire is when it's not directed properly. That can become either wildfire or it just goes out. And so yeah. then you have to think about that person in your life. Well, I really want this person to be an ally because I see their strengths. But are they really willing to pay attention to the fire, which is Mm. my passion, my creativity? And so then that will tell you, no, this person is not, you know, and then you need to think twice about that because everybody in your life is to some degree a reflection of what's going on inside of you to show you something about yourself. So in that case, 
um, it's very much about are you really committed to your fire, to your passion, to what you want to express? There's probably some part of you that's not, and that's why you're inviting this reflection back to you. Yeah. Um, so that's like one little example of how you would work with the symbols in tarot. Yeah, so, and I mean, and very powerful, like, you know, so it's that, you know, just so, and I think most people that are probably watching this get that it's not just about fortune reading. This is right. about changing people's lives and understanding. And I really like the way that you depicted that because you even turned it at the end and say, well, this is a reflection of you. So what part of you isn't, you know, being you know, true or honoring your creativity, right? right? You know, and so it's like having these very deep reflective questions mm -hmm. that allow somebody to say, Aha, uh -huh. mm -hmm. right? You know, yeah. and take responsibility and I yes. for their life and their life circumstances, yeah. which is super, you know. I think it's really helpful. It gives people a sense of power to change it, you know. Yeah. If there's just this feeling that everything outside of you is separate and you're trying to control everything from, from right here, you know, it's impossible because yeah. you just can't do that. But you can control what's in here. Um, and that's how the symbolic world speaks to you at large is it's a living, breathing organism reflection of yourself. And so once you start to learn how to see things uh, symbolically, which you can do even just starting with like the elements or listen to your dreams, what symbols mm. are in those and how they show up for you in the world. Um, for instance, I'll give an example of when I was driving over here today. Mm -hmm. um, I always have my eye out for symbols and it's yeah. just, it's an, you have to be tapped into your intuition to see them. Um, and so when you see them, you get this feeling like pay attention. So uh, an air quality filtration truck past me and I've been working on healing some issues within myself and lungs are part of it and so I and also breathing I haven't been breathing enough so mm. I thought oh am I breathing right now I'm not breathing I need to start breathing right now um, oxygen obviously is one of the most healing things that our, our blood and our body needs and then after that is a personalized license plate that says it's love. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it is. It's self-love to practice yeah. breathing. Get out of your head. Get into your body. That's love. And then I see the L.A. that's made out of safety pins. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's on the freeway. And I happen to know that art and that it's by um, an organization called Lethal Amounts. So then I'm like, lethal amounts of oxygen can kill off negative pathogens in your body or can contribute to that. And then also thinking about LA, safety pen, air quality in LA. If yeah. I'm working on healing my lungs and dealing with breath, it might be wise for me to go to Joshua Tree, go to a trip to nature, yeah. spend some time where there's nice, clean air. So that's just kind of one little example if you start to understand the world of symbolism, how the world helps you and guides you all the time. And it's, it's constantly mirroring those things back and giving you the messages. Yeah. And I was just having yeah. this conversation with one of my clients about having them be more open to see how everything is leading them to the next thing. Right. But giving that information. And, you know, um, from my point of view, like uh, dealing with the, the hypnosis and mm. the unconscious mind, the mm -hmm. whole unconscious mind and everybody's unconscious mind is seen through a glass of symbolism right you know like right. and so we dream in symbolism yes. we live in symbolism like our whole existence yes. from that type of deeper uh, unconscious level mm -hmm. is symbolic yeah you know so looking into these kind of more universal symbols mm -hmm. that have 
created such energy passed down for generations upon generations and decades upon even beyond that. You know,、mm-hmm. even things from is dating back to Egypt,、mm-hmm. right?、Mm-hmm. So, what are some of your favorite symbols?、Uh, I really love the Grail.、Uh, I love the chalice,、um, which is a symbol of the well of nourishment of the heart. Of the womb, of unconditional love,、mm-hmm. um, which in in my、um, personal experience, the source of unconditional love is truly the symbolic womb. It's the divine feminine. We all can carry it and access it,、um, but I that feels the most.、Um, Cohesive to me, yeah.、Um, and then, of course, with that goes the blade, the chalice, and the blade. You know, and the blade is that cutting force, that articulation,、um, and also the、uh, clear thought that needs to balance out unconditional love, right?、Mm-hmm. Because when you feel and want to give and are learning、um, to to embrace. Being a chalice, because you can be any symbol. Essentially,、yeah. you can take an archetype and be it. So, if you're trying to learn unconditional love, you want to connect with the chalice. But you're just going to be, you know, you can get really lost in the sort of overly expansive water of love, and also get caught up in the etheric realms. If you don't have the blade to cut through and articulate. Where do you direct that water? Where does it get offered to? Where do you need to put yourself in order to be a source of nourishment of unconditional love for、yeah. people? And also, what habits do you need to cut out of your life with that blade? And what people are no longer serving you?、Um, mm-hmm. That's what the blade is for. And when you're able to cut away all the stuff that's not you anymore, you become more of a pure vessel. Of love,、um, so those are two of my favorites. I like it. Yeah, and also seen in the tarot. Yes, the chalice, the ace of cups. Yeah, beautiful. And the swords. Yes, the swords all <laughs> over the place. I mean, they they create so much conflict, but also that ace of swords is so beautiful、yeah. next to the ace of cups. Oh my God, what a combo! Yeah, two seeds. You know, you can do so much with those two things. Two seeds, two new beginnings. With yeah, unlimited potential. Yeah,、right? exactly. Exactly, and the, when you when you match the chalice with the sword, you transcend the ego nature of the sword, because unconditional love is free of ego. Yeah, yeah. So, Beautiful.、Um, so then it becomes a, a weapon that is wielded with grace. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, that yeah. resonates. Yeah, <laughs> weapon that is wielded with grace.、Mm-hmm. Now, from. From studying tarot、mm-hmm. and diving deeper into symbolisms, from studying the Kabbalah and the tarot, then when did you come across the I Ching? Oh,、mm-hmm. and and Reiki and was one before the other or one after the other? Be- yes, Reiki is the newest one for me. Okay, so let's talk about、um, the I Ching next. Okay, the I Ching was from、um, uh, my that. Alchemical friend I spoke of. Yeah.、Um, her name is Maja Dao, and、uh, she, you, she has several books,、uh, a couple books now, I think, and a, a tarot deck as well. Okay. She's brilliant.、Um, and she introduced me to the to the I Ching or I Ching, however you want to say whatever. it. Whatever. Whatever works for you. I call it I Ching. I Ching. I Ching. You know. Yeah.、Um, and it completely changed my life, one hundred percent. 
Um, I Ching is really good when you're self-divinating, okay? Mm. Because when you're self-divinating and trying to figure out things for yourself, tarot can sometimes just reflect exactly back to you where you're at right now. Yeah. And so if you're a mess and you're full of fear, you're just going to get all these reversed like cups and swords all over the place that are like, you're a mess and you're full of fear. And you're like, okay, what do I do? You know, and you can get really compulsive with tarot to start pulling more cards, you know, and really spin out into the downward spiral. With, uh, with I Ching, um, it is very specific and direct. So, yeah. you know, in I Ching, you've got 64 hexagrams and up to six changing lines, which have more specific information for each hexagram. So you have more specifically detailed information that you get in I Ching. So like if you take, um, tarot and you pick one card and you say it's the emperor and so then say you're going to compare that to an I Ching hexagram which we're we're going to go with one because it's power and it's dragon mm -hmm. so with tarot you'd have to draw a bunch of cards um, to figure out the specifics of what the emperor meant with I Ching if you need to know the specifics it's going to give you one three and five changing line and it's going to say you're being arrogant with your power right now or you're being selfish with your power you need to share your power. Mm. And so I Ching, I, I think to me personally, it feels, I, I hate to divide in masculine and feminine, but sometimes things just feel masculine and feminine to me. And tarot feels very much like high priestess energy to me, which is more gentle and flexible and flowy and can, can go into the world of illusion a little bit. Um, which is the high priestess shadow side. Yeah. And then I Ching is much more like an old Chinese man who is just like, it is this way. And, you know, <laughs> he has no problem making fun of you, calling you out, stuff like that. Um, so they're, they're very different energies. And yeah. I love to work with both of them together. Honestly, yeah. that's well, then you get the both sides, right? Yeah. You know, because we have those both elements. Sometimes we need the more metaphoric kind of, and sometimes we need the more direct, yes, right? You know, exactly. And I think that tarot is so amazing for getting big picture, seeing your overall yep. patterns that are coming up again and again, and what you need to work on to change it. And then when you're like, Okay, you tell someone you, they need to change it in the, the pattern that they have. And they're like, well, how do I, I just don't have any idea how to change it. And so where would I start? So then I say, well, let's move to I Ching. And I Ching will give you very specific advice about where exactly you start. Ah, yeah. I like that. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's good. I like that. The combinations of them together. Yeah, and, and then really guiding people to those transformations in life. Right. right? Yeah. And uh, then where did Reiki come into play? So Reiki is the most recent one that came in within the last year. Um, and I had become interested in Reiki when I received some really amazing Reiki healing treatments. Of like course. all of these things. Yes, of course. <laughs> um, and so I was having some back trouble and um, a Reiki healer I knew said, well, let me let me give you some Reiki. And I found it to be infinitely transformative on of spiritual level honestly i you know i had never done any psychedelic drugs when i had this first reiki treatment and 
um, I immediately went into what felt like a psychedelic trip with this Reiki treatment. <laughs> and um, it was totally a very active, lucid dream state. Um, yeah. And then, you know, I sensed that my Reiki healer was a falcon. And I asked her after and she said yes. And I was like, what? A, this whole thing is amazing, you <laughs> yeah. know, because, of course, I had been very skeptical with, from my background of energy work. Like, yeah. What do they know? How are they doing? How yeah. do I know that they're actually doing anything? You yeah. know? So then I was like, they're oh, just standing over me and going like this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then I'm just tired, so I'm sleeping on the yeah. table or something yeah. actually happening. Exactly. Yeah, no, no. So then um I had it in the back of my mind, you know, at some point I want to learn Reiki. And I didn't know when that would be, but I was working at a place for a while that was a wholesaler of uh, import crystals, jewels mm -hmm. and minerals. And uh, we had a lot of metaphysical healer type people come in. And one of them I sort of hit it off with, who was a Reiki master. And I have uh, lion symbolism as one of my guides. Okay. And her name was Tiffany de Leon. That's my Reiki teacher. And that means of the lion, you know? Mm. And I was like, hmm, something here, you know? And I had told her I was interested. And then one day she reached out and sent me this little flyer that she was having Reiki training. And I, I really work with numbers too. And it was a magical number for me too that was a repeating sequence. And I was like, okay, it's time. Yeah. Um, so that's how I started, started that training and didn't even know at that point how important symbols were in Reiki, you know, but yeah. they're very important. Yeah. So for those that are listening that might not know, do you want to yeah. explain a little bit? Yeah, well, basically, um, you you call upon the Reiki energy by activating Reiki symbols, which are given to you when you're basically initiated into mm -hmm. the Reiki energy. Um, and so then you, you basically activate those symbols when you start a healing treatment. And then you work again symbolically uh, with chakras, with the chakra system, which you can totally break down into symbols, you know, mm -hmm. because each chakra stands for something. Each color wheel stands for something. And that's actually a symbol. And then um, that goes into uh, the tree of life. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and each chakra in there. Yep, yep. It goes on and on and, and on. And it goes full circle <laughs> for yeah, you. Totally. Yep. I love it. Yeah. And, and uh, so with everything, and I love that you even shared uh, numbers and the symbolism in numbers. Mm -hmm. So you really go upon and you look at life and you see what symbols, yes. right? What symbols stand out, the, the universal, and then you might even have maybe some symbols that are just symbolic to you, right? Yes, absolutely. And so what would you give as a recommendation for people that are listening of how they can start to invite more symbolism into their life? Absolutely. So just starting to uh, understand the world of symbols and uh, digest it as a thing. So start looking at symbols. For instance, there's a really beautiful Toshin book called Symbols or the Art of Symbols. Mm -hmm. um, and it is really wonderfully illustrated and all the text in there is really beautiful. So that's a really good way just to start having fun. It's a coffee table book, essentially, yeah. but you can just start flipping through it. Um, you can start analyzing your own dreams. If you find something in a dream that doesn't make sense, Google symbolism of such and such. If you see an animal over and over again that keeps appearing to you, a dragonfly, for instance, and you just keep noticing it, look up 
dragonfly totem, dragonfly.、Mm. You know, it's really great and easy to learn symbolism with the internet today. Yeah,、um, and and if, with a, a pocket computer at all yes, times. Yes, at you know? all times. You know. Um, so basically, just start to pay attention to the symbols that are speaking to you. A lot of people see repeating numbers. Just start looking it up. Start start knowing and understanding that these symbols are there for you. They're reflections for you. They're connected to your macrocosmic self,、mm. to all of your guides.、Um, they're trying to connect you to the rest of the world so that you can grow, learn, expand, and see your power manifesting in different ways. Because that's how the symbols guide you, essentially.、Yeah. And if you're not In your power, they're going to show you. You know, you may get some scary symbols that are、yeah. associated with a health problem that you need to check out. You know, if you keep, if you keep even seeing a symbol that、uh, evokes fear in you, it's something you need to investigate. For instance,、um, even the sun and moon are symbols, so you can、yeah. even pay attention to those and start looking up the sun and moon. If there's a favorite animal you've always had, a favorite color. Look it up. It's a symbol. There's a reason that's your favorite thing.、Oh, yeah. So it's kind of like finding meaning in life、mm-hmm. and feeling the meaning of life. Yes.、Right? You know. Yeah. So it's like finding meaning in, and then and then being of that. You know, meaning. And it's in a, in a way, I would find that that helps people. Be more peaceful. Be、mm-hmm. more trusting. Go with the flow a little bit more.、Yes. Not need to have all the answers and figure everything out because they're seeing the answers unfold before their eyes. As they don't need to know everything or have the right way things have to be or not be.、Absolutely. They just allow. Yes, which is a beautiful state to be in. Well, that's liberate liberation <laughs> to allow your life to unfold、yeah. rather than to force it. You know, and to really feel. That inner allowing and accepting of not knowing, and when you really learn that the symbols will speak to you and give you guidance towards exactly what it is you need to learn or heal or grow or empower,、um, and by not knowing, you allow the mystery of that symbol to enter this realm from the quantum field of infinite potential and、mm. be your guidepost, and so. Basically, you have a living, growing garden that your tree of life is is living in.、Mm-hmm. Once you start to understand that world of symbols, and every symbol that appears to you is like a flower that is blooming in that garden, and it's basically bringing heaven to earth because、yeah. it's bringing the hidden realms into the visible and experiential realms. Yeah, yeah, and making you feel heaven on earth because when people. Are entrusting and they're allowing themselves to live in that space of flow、yeah. and allowing. Yes. Then that is happiness. Yeah. Right. That is、yeah. joy. That is trust. That is confidence. That's a that's, you know, unshakable belief. Yes. Right. Yes. Ah.、Uh-huh. Exactly. Love it. Yeah. So where can people find you? People can find me at Liberate Emporium in Los Feliz.、Yeah. Uh, I'm Lux Tenebris on Instagram. Okay.、Um, that's really about it. Yeah, love yeah. it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank、it's- you for having me. This has been a joy.
Yes, and I think if, if people are tuning in and you want to get a session with Sarah, like we do, you know, phone and Skype and all those things as well. If you're tuning in remotely, otherwise, if you're in the little Los Feliz neighborhood and in, in LA, stop in. Absolutely. Because, you know, I think her added some symbolism to your life. It's good. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sarah with Liberate Emporium, and I am a tarot reader and energy healer, as well as doing I Ching and mediumship. So when I do any of those things, whether it's gonna be a tarot card reading on the phone or an energy healing where I'm calling upon your energy body in front of me to work on, heal, and balance, it's just working with energy, okay? My energy and your energy transcend physical reality. So that's essentially what I do and how distant healing works and I look forward to working with you. If you enjoyed this conversation, like it, subscribe, and share it with your friends. If you want some more amazing resources on your path of liberation, head over to liberateyourself.com and sign up for our mailing list. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram at Liberate Hollywood, all one word, or Liberate Emporium, all one word. Until next time, liberate yourself.